What's up everyone? Welcome back to Dear 1995. As always, I've got plenty of juicy diary entries for you today. And of course, Brooke is here to be her clever, hilarious self. Hello. Hi. Hi. Last week on Dear 1995, we covered annoyance of periods and tampons. Becky started dating Brian. I tried to get closer to Kylie. And for a change of pace, we established I desperately want a boyfriend. <laughs> You really want a boyfriend? <laughs> so badly. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, should we get started? As usual, I have a couple questions for you to get in 90s mode. Oh gosh, I'm ready. Um, favorite family games, if any, that you played in the 90s? Um, I'm going to say there was a bit of Trivial Pursuit. Good. There's a lot of Trivial Pursuit. Classic. Oh no, 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 with the dots. Oh, Twister. Twister. There was Twister. With your family? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Now we're going to get into my parents' divorce and how we oh. weren't playing games after that. But yeah. I think before that, yeah, there was a bit of Twister. Love Twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really play Uno. Uno. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I'm Uno. so glad Uno you said the game. Uno yeah. because some people say Uno and it really bothers me. Have yeah, you ever why heard Why did that? I say Uno? Do I you probably... say Uno? Because um, I do think it's Australian. I think in Australia we say, you know, see, this is the pleaser in me. Thank I've you. immediately started Thank changing you. the way I well, speak. that's how you actually say it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a pleaser and you're correct. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what about we, you? We played Boggle quite a bit. Boggle. I'm yeah. slapping my hand on my, the desk, yes. motioning in the motion. Because like, it was such a noisy game. Yeah, you needed to put some muscle behind that boggle. Yeah, thing. it was like all shaky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a word game, because as you know, my family was very mm -hmm. academic mm -hmm. and very serious about it. Scrabble a bit, but we were more of a boggle family. Yeah. I would say. Was that as a teenager you would play games? Yeah, like all through, all like through my summer. childhood. Mm. Yeah, yeah, on like trips and yeah. stuff. And then I feel like. Some of my friends played cool games like Dream Phone or like Girl Talk or whatever those 90s oh, yeah, games I never, were, but I never we, didn't, played, we didn't play those, no, but I was like, like aware of them. I played Crying in the Corner about my parents' divorce. That was a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. That's really sad. <laughs> oh, like and a it turn. makes me think about why didn't we play games because right. my family was fractured and my yeah. parents were dating again. So you didn't do and that. And so I find myself thinking now like, I really hope we're the kind of family that are all still liking each other yeah, enough to play games. To play like, family games. I sort of have written that off as being kind of a cheesy thing that Brady Bunchy families do. Really? But it's just what families who stay yeah, together do. Yeah. You know, maybe. Like, I love Pictionary. Was that 90s Pictionary's that it came? Pictionary's great. Like, we started playing Pictionary. Yeah, we did that. We definitely played a that. A bit, like, when I got older, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Okay, next one. Favorite snack items, like maybe things you took to school with you or had after school? We like... had some space bars or space, oh. space stick bars, okay. which um, I can't actually identify for you the food that would have been in there. Like space ice like cream, a, that like kind a of fudgy stuff? kind of a oh. stick. Anyway, I don't know what that is. It's not, it's not going to tick any organic no. boxes <laughs> no. the current parent. This thing would probably live for like several months in your bag, half opened. Gross. What flavor and was the it? Same. It was like a fudgy chocolate. Like it was almost chocolate, but, but it not. wasn't chocolate. So if you hadn't had chocolate for a couple of weeks, you might be like, "Oh my god, chocolate!" But if you've no. ever eaten actual chocolate, you would know. Like mocklet. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah on friends. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Oh. Um, 
I so my mom didn't really buy these, but I was always kind of intrigued by them. And other people at school had them. Do you remember Lunchables? No, Did you have that? those in Australia? I feel like such a 90s snack. They were these. They were disgusting. There were these little like packaged like lunch in a box thing, and they were sectioned off and there'd be like the cheese section that was like uh, not cheese yeah. and the crackers and then like a dip thing that like who yeah. knows what that was they it's were like gross. if you were drinking at school then that would be kind of appropriate right. for that right if it was cocktail hour <laughs> yes, and a really exactly. depressing cruise like pass it that around would be what you'd have exactly yeah, yeah. But um, as like a growing teenager in a school scenario, that's not, no. it's going to just it be empty calories good right for there. You. But I was kind of jealous of the people that had Lunchables. Yeah, because you it's interactive. You're dipping something in something else. <laughs> yeah. And anytime you dip anything, it's just a good it's outcome. It's exciting. That's good, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was something different, I feel, this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you've good got to branch out. to divorce and food. I mean, we can that's just talk fine. about this all the time. Okay, let's begin. April 7th, 1995. Naked. Today was the last day of school before spring break. Yay! After school, I went to ballet, came home, picked up Becky, and now we're in my room and she's talking to her boyfriend, Brian, on the phone. It is 11.20 p.m. Tomorrow morning, we're leaving for Carmel. Becky and I get to drive by ourselves. I'm so excited. Oh, now Becky has something important to tell Brian. This ought to be good. You see, today they made out and Becky wound up naked and she thought they went too fast, so she's telling him. I think everything is fine now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How do you just wind up naked? I don't naked? know. And like clearly I didn't think that was a big deal. I was like, oh, she wound up There's naked. There's a lot of clothing items that have to come off. And I think when someone is pulling your underpants down, that is a moment where you're like, I'm about to be naked. I know. And like, so when you say it now... I'm I mean, like, oh my God, that is major. I mean, his penis is right there. She's yes. naked. He obviously has he's gonna an be, erection he's, or Woody. I know totally, you enjoy that term. He lives with oh, well, Woody. Yeah, yeah. totally. He's like Wood all the time. Yes. He's a teenage boy with a hot girlfriend. And she was and really hot. Naked. Like yeah, good little body on that yeah. Becky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had good boobs. So, yeah. I know. How does that happen? And what happened? I mean, I guess it's the heat of passion. I guess. I'm trying to think the first time. I think the first time I was completely naked with someone was probably the time I had sex. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would I have got been, naked before I had sex. In fact, the sex would have been better had I done the naked thing several times. And been right. Like, you can learn to figure out the outside of the car before <laughs> you go into, like, you know what I'm saying? I do. Obviously. I do. I, like, I mean, I, it's probably she just... It just kind of happened and she didn't want to say anything, right? Like, you, Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. She's like, I want, I'm really enjoying kissing him. Yeah. I really like this him. This is my new boyfriend. I don't want to be the girl that's like, no, I don't want to be frigid right. or whatever. Prudy. Prudish. Yeah. Um, which is stigmatizing. And but I don't so, even talk about that in the diary. And like, I don't know that, I don't remember her saying anything to me. But obviously she thought they went too fast. But Becky, but then she did say something to him. Yeah. Well, because she was confrontational she in that was like, way. Whoa. She was like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? Like, I think he was quite, he was moving quite fast. Like, he was, like, literally, like, taking her clothes off yeah. quickly. Yeah. Okay. Scary. Okay, Becky. Um, okay, just the end of this entry. Today is the 11th. I'm just ending this now because I didn't get a chance to, or should I say that night, the 7th. The end. Love, Gwen. April 11th, 1995. The 9199 t-shirt. 
oh my god, I just realized that for the past three entries, I've been writing the date as March. What a dumbass I am. <laughs> oh well, it's fixed now. So Becky is fine with what happened with Brian. Don't worry, they didn't have sex. Yet. No, really, I shouldn't joke like that. Becky really doesn't want to have sex for a while. God, if I were in her place, I don't know if I could say that. Luckily, I'm not and probably never will be in her place. I'm beginning to think I'll never have a boyfriend. But anyway, I can't keep on dwelling on that. Well, actually, I can, and in all likelihood, I will. But what I mean is, I have a lot to say, so I'll ignore that pressing matter for now. I kind of like the fact that she she did speak to him. Because yeah. I think we were talking before about how like having boundaries yeah. and how learning to have boundaries for some people starts quite young, yeah. especially if they're tackling like guys moving too quickly. For you and I who weren't viewed as kind of sexual being objects. sexual objects yeah. for so long we had no due to idea. the lack of breast tissue and other such <laughs> assets, it's like you don't have to draw boundaries. In fact, you're like, there are no boundaries. Would anyone no. like to walk into the boundary-free yes, area? Please. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I th- Becky was a confident person, and she was a confrontational person. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that she would have said yeah, something to him. Yeah, snaps to Becky. But uh, I do think his penis must have been very close to her. Agreed. I, I mean, I think she was like very, Which is what freaked her out, I'm sure. The fact that she was able to hold that back. And she probably she would have said have. that to me. Like, we were very open with each other. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't know, I didn't write it in here. Okay, on Friday night, the 7th, Becky slept over as planned. And in the morning, we drove to Carmel. I drove most of the way and Becky drove the rest. It's about a two hour drive. We were so proud of ourselves. Nobody else was in the car, no parents. We followed my parents, but they were not present in the actual car. And on the way home, we didn't even follow them. But wait, that comes later. So halfway there, actually a little more than halfway, we stopped in Gilroy at the outlet center. I only got one thing, a Nike shirt for $1.99. Becky got one too, except hers was more like $91.99 because she lost her wallet after just buying the Nike shirt and all it had in it was about $90. We went back to all the stores we went in, but no sign. We're still not really sure what happened to it. What we think happened is Becky put it down and some asswipe swiped it. What a cruel world we live in. (laughs) (laughs) You spoil. I know, like how bad does that sound? You're just like, you are cruising in a car that your parents bought In the Camry. In the Camry. <laughs> to, where are you going? Carmel. Carmel, yeah. Is there a holiday house there? No, we, like, oh, we stayed in a hotel. Out. But you know what takes place in Carmel? Um, big Little Lies. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Very nice, yeah. Like, so gorgeous, funny. very wealthy, yeah. like, beach town. Amazing. In California. And it's just like, in a way, like now you know that that girl had everything. Yeah. And this was like, every, it was, everything was so great. But at the time. It was just, it's just what, like, what, how life was. It's just another reason why life sucks. Exactly. And you know that her parents just gave her that $90. They're like, oh, you're going away for a few yeah, days. Yeah. Here's some money to spend that while is you're upsetting. there. Yeah. Yeah, really That's upsetting. That's really annoying. Um, although I seem to have gotten over it pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm like, can you not be sad on my trip? Because this is about me. Um, Okay. You know I was planning on telling about the whole trip tonight, but as usual, it's about 10.40 and I'm exhausted. I'll do all the rest tomorrow, I promise. I've got lots to tell. It was exciting, for me anyway. You'll see. Love, Gwen. April 12th, 1995. Who is Claire Danes? Happy birthday, Claire. Today is Claire Danes' birthday, 16th. Who is Claire Danes? She is the star of my favorite TV show, My So-Called Life. She plays the incredibly rad Angela Chase. The show was on last year, or during this school year, I should say. 
Everybody loved it, but for some reason it got really bad ratings. It's about kids my age in high school, and you see and hear everything through Angela's perspective. I love it! It might come back next year. I'm praying. Anyway, for the next month, I hope I didn't say this already, MTV is showing all the shows every weekday from 7 to 8 p.m. I start, it started Monday with the first episode. I'm dying with happiness. When the show ends every day, I practically cry. I want it to keep going. I'm taping all of them. The guy in it, Jordan Catalano, played by Jared Leto, is so fun is so fine. I almost faint every time I see him. I love this show. Isn't that, we were talking before about yeah. how TV just still is such an escape, a blissful escape. Yeah. But as a teenager, I mean, it's, it's everything. It was the it's best. It's a complete obsession. Um, and if Claire Danes ever wants to come on the podcast oh my and talk God, about what I it was like being die. Angela Chase. Did you see my, um, Instagram posts the other day like yeah. I could have sworn that I passed her but I think I just like see her everywhere I know but when I lived in New York I actually did used to see her like around and I knew people that knew her and you know she when grew you grew up in New York yeah and like and actually her now husband this is Hugh really, Dancy yes yes so he when I worked at Paul Smith he came in once to like borrow a suit Oh my God, yeah. Shola's doing her. She loves him. Yeah, and I awesome. dressed him. I mean, he didn't get naked, but like yeah, I cho- yeah. helped him choose a suit. Which almost makes you like... It's like one degree of separation with Claire. With Claire. Very close. It's very close. And you know when you have... That's such a New York thing, you know. Like you think you know celebrities. So like if I ever saw her, I'd expect her to know who I am. You'd be like, hi. Hi, it's me. Hi. <laughs> I, um, I was trying to think about what my equivalent of that is. Um, yeah, like a show or a person? Yeah, I mean, a show was obviously, I guess it was 90210, yeah. which was the early years. Yes. Very, very intense. Yeah. Um, completely obsessed. But I think, do you remember Blue Lagoon with Brooke Shields? Oh, my God. I watched yes. that so many times. <gasps> I think my two favorite bits and the bits that went fuzzy on the tape yeah. were obviously when they get a little, get a little feisty yeah. in the old Little, little Becky little and Brian. Yeah. <laughs> little Becky and Brian. And then when she gives birth under the palm tree. <gasps> I mean, it just had everything. Was that her first movie? Brooke I, Shields? It I was, think right? it might have been. She was young. Super young. Super young. But Blue Lagoon, oh my... Oh, I mean, She was so stunning in that. And then there was the whole montage, the love montage, yes. where you just could watch people making out. You watch them making out. Yeah. It was almost like a study in... What is this do? how it's going to work? Yeah. What is this? I just, like I was saying to you at dinner, what like when Angela and Jordan finally got together in my so-called life. It only lasted probably like two episodes. And then of course the writers have to create drama. And, yeah. You know, there's Gotta something happens. Gotta throw rocks at your Yeah. Yes. But like those two episodes when they're just together and everything's fine, like it's that's what I live for. And even now, like I was t- saying to you, I'm watching uh, Mozart in the Jungle yeah. on Amazon Prime. And there have just been a few episodes, sorry if this is a spoiler for anyone, where Gael Garcia Bernal, Rodrigo and Haley are just together and they're in this like amazing relationship and like that and it's I get the it's the best and they're the ones you just want to watch over and over, over again. again you don't want any and conflict yeah you can just watch them I know it's like a hit of happiness oh, just escape it's the best feeling 
This is why when you have a show that you're watching with your boyfriend or your husband yeah. and you're both in the zone and you're both feeling that, yes. it's box sex. Yes. That's what they call it because you're literally just like on this high, escaping and doing this thing, but you're doing it together. So you're t- and Yes, you just like, and you just look at each yes. other at the end and you're like, I mean, I'm, I can't. I mean, and, and you're what just, just so connected. Yes. Because you're like, I didn't know what a filibuster was before this, <laughs> if you're watching The West Wing or like whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, I could literally talk about TV and Netflix all day. And like, if I got into a show and Jay's not into it, which regularly happens, because he does. Adam and I rarely watch things. I know. Um, I can. He's a little competitive with the show. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're watching the show again? Yeah. Because right in that moment, the show is my life. Right. Oh, I get judged all the time. Yeah, I'm judged too. Whatever. I'm over it. So judgy. Okay. Okay. Continuing on. Where was I? Anyway, back to what happened with Carmel. After Gilroy, Becky got over the wallet incident. We drove to our hotel in Carmel. Very nice. For the next four days, we had meals with my parents, but otherwise did our own thing. Basically, we shopped, ate, went to the beach, watched TV and movies, went swimming, sunbathed, slept, etc. One time, we went to Point Lobos with my parents, which was surprisingly nice. We saw seals, otters, and really nice tide pools. But other than that, we were two babes on the loose. <laughs> really can't. We blasted the music as we cruised Carmel and had hella fun. That sounds so good. Yeah, the I best. I want to do that with you like next weekend. Okay, great. I mean, don't you think though? Girl trips. I was on holidays last summer with a friend, with a family, another family. Yeah. And they have a 13-year-old girl in their family and she was there with her best friend. Yeah. I wanted to be Them. on that holiday with, yes. I wanted to be on that holiday I was like negotiating with Jay, who's right. going to be at the pool, who's going to go to the supermarket, <laughs> Hopefully no like drowning, deep, having joy yeah. in the hot, hot sun with all the SPF. And I was just looking at them and they were like making magazines, oh, making a fashion magazine. God. I used to do that with my friends. They were singing, they were, um, they were like curled up with their like reading books together. And I was just so And I carefree. realized like you've got this in your teens, you've got your girlfriends. Yeah. And then in your 20s and 30s you have like this big period of like you know it's boyfriends and it's and it's marriage and babies or however it happens and it takes you away from that and now I feel like I'm re-entering this yeah where you you know where it's like actually I kind of want to make it about my girlfriends again I don't and I want to be in that car yeah blasting the music yeah I'm ready yes oh my god it's so funny you say that because I feel like for the last However many years in our marriage, it's been about making couple friends and doing like couple outings, which I love. But so my 40th is this summer. And I kept trying to think of like how we can do a trip with a bunch of friends and like with Adam and couple friends. And then literally I was talking to my best friend in the States the other day and I was like, wait, why can't I just do a girl's trip? Like, exactly. why does Adam, like, I love my husband, but why does he have to be and there? Would be like, like the how best, exactly? The how best. fun? Every, like it recharges you in a way that nothing else can. Yeah. It's it's back to girl power. I agree. I don't know what it is. It's totally. Just, anyway, we want We've to come full circle. Yeah, that's right. On the last day, my parents gave us directions and we left before them. Going there, we followed. We didn't get lost. Yay. <laughs> this was obviously before <laughs> GPS. Yes, sat nav. <laughs> back in Palo Alto, we dropped off our film to be developed, got the car washed, and I drove Becky home. A little later, I picked up the film. Great photos, and that's the trip. I mean, do you remember when, yeah. if you took photos and you got it back, you didn't expect a very good photo of yourself, right? 
In fact, that would just be a bonus. Because there was no instant gratification of taking a million to get the the right shot. It was just that amazing anticipation of seeing the photos that are, you know, actually the memories of that trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so exciting. I mean, it was the best. The other day I was cleaning out some boxes and I did find, yeah, like packs and packs of them. And it was so exciting to be like, oh, what was this? Yeah, Mm. agreed. Tangible. (laughs) Since we've been back, I've done some studying. Becky came over to watch my so-called life and pick up her pictures, and I did a major spring cleaning on my room. It looks ab-fab, absolutely fabulous. I don't know why I have to spell that out, like every entry, and why I keep saying it. I don't, I mean, I guess it must have, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. Maybe I invented it. Today I was supposed to go make an audition tape for a summer ballet thing, but my lame-ass teacher canceled at the last minute. For the rest of the vacation, I'm just going to do a lot of homework, study for the SATs, and relax. Lucy called. She wants to go out to lunch tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Here's what I think I need to do. One, Spanish, rewrite packets. Two, English, reading a lot, ACT2. Three, math and book. Four, history. Five, biology. Six, practice for SATs. Seven, write essay for ballet camp. And probably lots else. Do you think all of your friends were doing the same thing? I guess. Well, maybe not all of them, but my more academically focused that one. Focused, like yeah. Becky definitely was. Parents just got home from dinner. Blah to the third. Blah, blah, blah. Love Gwen. I don't know what that means. April 13th, 1995. Some deep thoughts. Are you ready for the biggest surprise of your life? Nothing happened today. Wow, how unusual. In the evening, I went to ballet rehearsal. It was kind of fun. Good to get out of the house anyway. I was kind of upset about missing my so-called life, though. But my mom said she would tape it, and I left her a huge note as a reminder. And yet, when I got home and eagerly asked, did you tape it, she winced and proceeded to list off thousands of excuses. To make a long story short, she forgot until 7.30 when she pressed the record button. So I watched half of it. Luckily, Lindsay has it on tape, but I wanted to watch it tonight and again tomorrow, like I've been doing every day since Monday when the reruns began. I planned to tape them all, and now it's all ruined. I know I'm whining, but I don't care. I was looking forward to this all day. It's the only thing in my life that can make me unconditionally happy, pathetically enough. Well, Life Goes On, a terrible show, by the way. Do you remember that show, Life Goes On? I understand why you're so annoyed. It was like... It's so frustrating. It's like just that when she you missed sit the down. taping. Yeah, yeah, but also sometimes you just sit down, you're just ready to watch, and then there's a key in the door. Yeah. And you know, yeah. judgy eyes it's are coming over. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's exactly like what we were talking about. I was, as I say, I was unconditionally happy when I watched the show, and then hit. my mom didn't record it. Arlene. Oh, so annoying. Okay. Now. Just for a moment, I'm going to have to get deep on you. Not for the sake of being deep, but because I really have been thinking about this for a while and I'm finally accepting it, so here it goes. No matter how much you try or want something to be as good or as fun as it was the last time, like just the same, you can never do it, probably. (laughs) Sorry, I can never say anything definite, hardly. Just a little joke. I think it's a generation thing. That's why we say so many likes. Nothing is exact. It's like exact. Anyway, an example, last year's gymnastics season for Gunn was the best. I had so many friends and I did the best I'd ever done. I even won an award in the end. I wanted this year to be just as good, but it just isn't. Scores are good, but not as good. And I haven't even been competing all around because I'm afraid to fucking vault. What's wrong with me? I can never allow myself to be happy. 
Another example, once I had the best time at Great America, an amusement park. I've gone back since and tried to do the same sort of stuff, but it hasn't been nearly as much fun. Oh well, just thought I'd share my thought on the subject. The thing about when you've had a great time or when you've had an amazing time is yeah. that it's not like you're in the moment saying, this is the best time of my life. Right. It's afterwards that you Hindsight. look back and you, you know, and you spend your whole life doing that, don't you? You're trying to recreate yeah. those moments. Yeah. It, no, that was so know, deep of me, right? It was really reflective. And I think it's like, well, you're also, you're trying to remember the times you felt really good. Right. And like, what is that that makes me feel good? Right. And I can't quite get it back. It yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, I know, so introspective. I know. Tomorrow I'm going out to lunch with Lucy and some other team members. Should be fun. Tomorrow is Passover. We're going to dinner at a friend of a friend's house. We know the people, but we're not like family friends or anything. They have cats, and I'm violently allergic to cats. Such a thing my mom would say. <laughs> I really don't want to go, but ironically enough, I practically invited ourselves. We'll see how it goes. Well, I have a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. Good night. Oh, God, I just realized we're going to their house at 7, which is when my so-called life starts. I'll tape it, but still. I like to watch it while it's on, too. Well, I'll figure something out. Good night again. Love, Gwen. What a surprise. I'm exhausted. I was thinking the other day, like, if people are listening to this regularly, it would be a drinking game. Like, every time yeah. I say exhausted, we, <laughs> we should just drink. I know. Should we do I get some shots game. in here yeah. next time? New adult game. <laughs> April 14th, 1995. 32A. I woke up, ate, talked on the phone, did some homework, showered, etc., and then went out to lunch at Fresh Choice with Kylie and Lucy. Except Kylie didn't show up. We waited for her for about 40 or 35 minutes and finally went in to eat. I had a lot of fun, but I felt bad about Kylie. I called her when I got home, but nobody was there. Oh well. Anyway, after lunch, we shopped a little bit, and we each got a bra at Victoria's Secret. The same one, although different sizes, if you know what I mean. Or maybe you don't. I don't know if I've mentioned it. I don't know how I couldn't have, but I have a very small chest. Frankie calls them bee stings. I call them a major disappointment. <laughs> My mom and Erin both wear a size C. I wear a 32A. Look out. Gymnastics stunted my growth. That's why I'm only five foot two. But hey, I'm still growing. I just want to be able to wear a B. That's all I ask. Well, back to the point. Or was there one? After the bras, we parted. I stopped at Town & Country Village, a little shopping area, on the way home and picked up a, pres a prescription and dropped off some film. The thing about boobs yeah. is that they are a key defining factor that A, make you attractive to guys when yeah, you touch them especially at that age they fill out there's this whole world of fashion and the way of look like to totally. look a certain way that yeah. you just can't do yeah and as a um full-time lifelong men member of like the EDBD titty committee <laughs> yeah. uh, where it just never happened and I remember like looking at my mum's boobs just being like when's that gonna happen like yeah. is it weird to be a girl or a woman who's like missing a set of physical attributes yes. that most of the world have. I mean, I thought about it constantly. And I really thought that if I could just grow some boobs, I would get a boyfriend. And unfortunately, you probably would have. I know. I mean, that's the sad. And it would have affected my character. I would have been more confident. I think it or has a lasting effect. Would you have had to work less hard to attract people with your personality True. and therefore... Maybe we wouldn't have the winning the characters we have today if we had had bigger yeah, boobs had at a younger age. The flat chest helped us evolve. 
Character but building. Then, you know what happens? You meet someone with a great set of boobs and a really good personality. Ugh, they're the like, worst. Fuck you. Yeah. Like you've developed on both fronts. Yeah. It's not fair. And then they have like really nice hair. And then you have friends who are like, I strap mine down because they get you know, yeah, too much attention. Yeah. And then everyone breastfeeds and a lot of people's boobs are kind of saying hi to their belly buttons. <laughs> guess who's yeah. out on top? Yeah. <laughs> Winning. Winning. <laughs> but yeah, boobs. Yeah. It's I mean, just... we could talk about, I think boobs and TV could be like a I mean, whole the other 80s, podcast. The, the boobs are, I mean, I could just talk, the 80s, the sweetheart or the, you know, the, yes. the neckline, there yes. are darts built into those tops. You can't wear them if you don't oh, have the boobage to fill it. Yeah. There's a whole world of... You can put tissues, you can try, but it doesn't work. It doesn't it's not the same. It is almost midnight now. I just got home from the Rochesters where we had a very nice Seder. I had a really fun time, but got pretty bad allergies from the cats. So I'm exhausted and don't feel so well. Take a That's shot. That's a shot. <laughs> Good night. Better hopes for tomorrow or however you spell it. <laughs> Love, Gwen. April 18th, 1995 on the 12th of Never. Jason proposed to Erin today, so now she has the diamond ring on her left ring finger and everything. I'm so excited. I get to be the maid of honor. Wow, my sister is getting married. I have to tell all my friends, since there's nothing to tell about myself. Just bring it back to me yeah. for a minute. <laughs> That's enough about her. Yeah, big deal. God forbid I have a life. Every time I say I want a boyfriend, it sounds so impersonal and meaningless, but I really, really do want a boyfriend. Not some random guy, but someone to understand and like me. Lots of underlines today. You want your person. I want my you person. Want like, yeah. I want to feel special. Yeah, yeah. I always get this way after a good romantic thought-provoking my so-called life. Jordan kissed Angela. God, when will it happen to me? On the twelfth day of never, perhaps. <laughs> Was it a good kiss? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my God. it would have been awesome. Yeah. I went to gym tonight. Boring, tiring, but fun. Good to get out of the house. Well, it's fairly late. Love, Gwen. April 26, 1995. What's the thing with dancing? Sorry, I know it's been a while, but it's not like I vowed to write every day anyway. It's my fucking diary, after all. <laughs> a little aggressive. Okay. <laughs> okay, little G. Seriously. Nothing much had happened, and I just didn't feel like writing. That is, until yesterday when I was asked to the prom. Ah! Yay. I know. Aww. I have never been asked or gone to a formal dance before. I'm so excited. Not to mention the way the guy Matt asked me was most adorable. He came to my house after school and d got down on his knee and gave me a rose. I died. I was in shock. I spent the rest of the day on the phone. So Matt, just as a little, Matt is, yes. who's Matt? So Matt, and I go into this more in the next episode, but he was a friend of mine and mm -hmm. I had liked him the year before. Um, and he found out and he didn't really like me. He didn't. Due to? I think maybe because I had braces. Yeah. Well, in my mind, that was yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. And then I think... I got my braces off, and then this year in the diary, he started liking me. And you got the slippery, shiny white teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that that's what happens. Still you no take boobs, the braces off. but yeah. No boobs, the slippery, but shiny the teeth, white teeth. The yeah. winning smile. Yeah. Um, and just to say, like in America and in my high school, like the way that people asked people to prom was a really big deal like they would sneak into your classroom and do it in front of everyone or they'd like write on your car or have it like on the school announcements at the yeah like this what like you saw proposal. on tv yes he's on his my knee at my did house not even do that no. when he proposed to me with a rose he was just there wasn't a rose i mean yeah no wonder there's so much pressure when it comes to actual yes i mean questions. this is just junior prom 
America. And the guy had to ask the girl. Yeah. I mean, I guess sometimes the girl did, but like, obviously I was not in a position to be doing that. And I think that I didn't write it here, but I think that he sang to me as well, but it was really bad. So I didn't mention it. Um, on bended knee. Is he cute? I'm Boys feeling to like men. He... What? Yes. I'm down on bended knee. Oh my knee. goodness. Yeah. He's cute. Like, he's a cute little In Asian mind, guy. He's like, oh no. He's he looks... a water polo player. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like cute, not hot. Cute. Like kind of Workable. cuddly. We cute. can work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he asked you, so it's well, exactly. way up in <laughs> I mean, your esteem. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, now I get to buy a dress and everything. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm nervous too, like about the actual night, but still. I mean, I hope we go in a group, although I'm not that good friends with his friends, but at least I know them. And God, what's the thing with dancing? I'll slow dance, but that's it. Dinner, and well, the whole night will probably be pretty awkward. Well, should be okay. It's not until May 20th, so I have plenty of time to worry. My friends were all really happy for me. Finally, I'm going to kill my parents, though. They are such annoying nags. Anytime I'm in a good mood, they have to bring up my grades and how important the semester is, just in case I wasn't stressed enough. And tonight, they came to my meet. I hate that, and they know it, so I was in a bad mood. And my mom later says to me, Gwen, I think you need to be eating more lunch. That's probably why you're in a bad mood so much. My mom invented hangry, apparently. I say that to my husband a lot. I'm like, do you need a snack? Oh, I know. so I say it to my I'm husband really about coffee. To him? Yeah. Anytime he's like being irritating or moody, I'm like, have you had coffee? Yeah. And he called me out on it the other day. It could just be that we're really annoying, kind of like right. your parents to you. Right. Segway, obviously. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, did it ever cross her mind that maybe she was why I was in a bad mood? I was in a fine mood until they showed up. God. Oh, I got a new stereo. I love it. It holds six CDs and it has a remote. It's kind of ironic that I always complain about my parents and then they buy me this expensive stereo. P.S. It was definitely not expensive. (laughs) And it probably doesn't sound like, it probably sounds like I'm not grateful, but I am. But just because they buy me a stereo one day doesn't mean the rest of the stuff I can just ignore. Besides, they offered to get the stereo. It's not like I had to beg. So, no matter how much this may have sounded like I feel guilty, I really don't. Love, Gwen. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for listening to Dear 1995. Please follow us on Instagram at dear.1995 and tune in next week for episode 5 where you get the 411 on Matt and the lead up to prom. Peace out.